Good evening, church. Again, it is wonderful to be here, to worship God, to sing songs of praise unto His name, and as Ken uh, said, to praise God, right? Opening us up. Thank you for that. And that's what we're here to do, to worship uh, and to praise our God. This lesson is a little more academic, but I want us to look at it from this perspective in hopes that it will give us uh, a little more encouragement in our day-to-day walk with Jesus. Let's go together, please, to our God in prayer. Righteous Heavenly Father, thank you for the sun, the moon, the stars, for all of your creation, for your greatness and for your goodness, for your compassion and for your mercy, for your amazing patience with souls, with humans, as we, Lord God, have, we've been on a roller coaster ride where we fall away from you and then remain steadfast. Another generation grows up and doesn't know you. And just, there's just an amazing roller coaster ride. And yet, you've been patient with us and you've loved us and you brought us, you brought us to Jesus and you brought us to this day. Please help us now as we worship you that our minds will not be on a roller coaster, but rather that our minds will be focused and fixated on you. We might praise you in all that we say and do. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray and thank thee for be that will. Amen. We're going to the book of Acts chapter 3 in just a moment. Humble adoration to our God. Reminding ourselves of the worthiness of God. Praise, according to the scripture, is an act of our will that flows out of awe and reverence for our Creator. What praise does is it turns our attention off of self, right? Off of our own personal problems. And it focuses our attention on the nature uh, and the, the character, if you will, of God Himself. And so, when we think about praise and true praise, we can look at praise with thanksgiving, and then we see praise with, with almost without thanksgiving. I want to talk about that difference here uh, for just a moment. So thanksgiving describes an attitude. It's an attitude toward God based on a specific action that he has done for me. So someone might say, I'm just praising God. And you ask, well, why are you praising God? And it's, well, because God has done something for me. They might say, well, because God is good or because God, some kind of a, you know, an attribute of something that applies specifically to me. So the example I want to give you, a few of them, Acts 3 will begin that, verse 7. And seizing him by the right hand, and he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. And with a leap, he stood up. Right, and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Why was he praising God? Because something nice, something kind, a miracle happened to him. So, we're going to go to Psalm chapter 18. So, he praised God based on something that was given to or done toward his individual soul, mind. Psalm 18, verse 46. The Bible says, The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who executes vengeance for me, 
and subdues peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. Surely thou dost lift me above those who rise up against me. Thou dost rescue me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks to thee among the nations, O Lord, and I will sing praises to thy name. Again, something specific that is done for me. You have done this, and so, therefore, I will. Psalm 145, verse 14. There is a difference between thanking God or having thanksgiving in your heart toward God because of his favor and praising God with without this idea of thanksgiving. It's kind of hard. I'm trying to, I'll come back to it. Give me, let me come back in a moment. Psalm 145, verse 14. The Lord sustains all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to thee, and thou dost give them their food in due time. Thou dost open thy hand and dost satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord keeps all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak of the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. So praise on one hand, is telling the world of the great glorious God. But with the idea of, I'm praising God because of. Here are the reasons why I'm praising God. He has been good to me. He has done this for me. He has blessed me. He heard my cry. He, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Praise is telling the world the great story of, of God, right? In our lives. In our personal lives. It's that consistent nature, if you will, even with the entire world, that God has rescued and blessed the entire world. It's good news. Psalm 113, beginning in verse 1. Psalm 113 in verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise those servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever. From the rising of the sun to the setting The name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Who is enthroned on high? Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. He makes the barren woman abide in the house as a joyful mother of children, praise the Lord. So all of this, this idea, look at all the things God's doing, and we say, wow, I'm excited because God is doing it. This is really important in our homes. In our homes, it's important that we tell our children, God did that. When they say, when they begin to praise us, and they, and they say, wow, dad, you did this, and that was great, or mom, you did this, and that was great, you got to take the time to give praise to God. And if we don't do that, if we don't talk God up in our homes, where are they going to hear the positive greatness or great things about God? But something they can feel when, they, when they're in the home and they, they say, wow, I'm so excited for this. And you say, thank God for that. Aren't you thankful that God did that for us? 
and you try to explain to them this idea of praising God. You praise God in your home for all of the great things that God has done. And that's wonderful, and that we ought to do. And that is expected of us. It is expected of us to give glory to whom glory is due. And I'm, I'm afraid to say that sometimes I've taken the glory that I wasn't supposed to take. I've accepted that praise. Oh, yeah, well, I'm glad you glad to get that. Glad we were able to do that. And forgetting to say, you know, but the only reason we were able to do that is because of the greatness of our God, right? Those, those amazing nuggets, those moments of opportunity that sometimes are missed. But praise is offered when you think about what real, what true praise is. True praise is this. It's praising God strictly and simply because of who he is and what he has done. It doesn't matter what your life is like today. It doesn't matter whether whether all of these wonderful things in the world that people speak of have happened to you or not. It doesn't matter if you are in, in a very difficult strait or you prayed to God and asked God for help and God didn't listen to you. God is still worthy to be praised, is he? And that's where we struggle. That's where we struggle to give God the praise, even though God went against my will. And though God maybe isn't listening to me, someone said uh, one time, or many have said to me, well, I don't think God's listening like he used to, or God's not as involved in my life today as he once was. And so then they have a hard time praising God. But God is worthy of praise, not because of what he's done for me, but because of who he is, separate and apart from me. In other words, God is separate from all. God is in his chamber. And our God, our love for God must exist outside of self. So here's a question. What if you read the Bible, and in the Bible, the Bible was a very short book, and all it said was, I'm not going to give you any special favor. There's no reward for serving me. There's no condemnation for not serving me. Feel free to serve me if you wish. And if you desire not, so be it. But you'll get nothing special for doing it. I wonder how many of us would worship God. How many of us would come to worship to worship and praise our God? How many of us would would tell folks about God in the streets? If there were no reward, nothing for serving him. I want to take you to the book of Job for just a moment. And I want you to think about when you read the book of Job and all that happened to Job and you begin in chapter 1, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go just to verse 20. And I wonder if this is my attitude towards God today. And I wonder that if I'd gone through what Job had gone through, if that would still be my same attitude. Verse 20 says, Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord through all this. Job did not sin nor blame God. 
Would I still praise God if there were no promises, no rewards for me? See, here's what's interesting. What, what happens when we think of the, the academic, the true understanding of praise? There's a challenge of our selfish hearts. I mean, why do I really praise God? You know, do I praise God strictly based on who he is and what he's done and how great he is and he's God? And so obviously he deserves my praise. And what else can I think of but to praise God? Or I kind of praise God more because, you know, my life's going pretty well. Things are doing all right. Kids are great. What? Because of what God is doing for me. So the praise of God, let's turn to Psalm 148 has to be separated out when you think of praising God that you and I, we must praise God in our hearts. It's a heart thing based on the evidence that God's revealed that based on God's evidence that God is solid and sound in my heart and that if the rest of my life, the rest of my days on this earth do not go well, He is still worthy and I will still praise his holy and divine name, and I will lift his name up, not only to uh, my family, but also to the world. So praise is not an emotion. See, on the one hand, we looked at the emotional side of praise. Look at what God's done. But praise is not an emotion. It is speaking of the marvelous deeds of God. It exists outside of me. Psalm 148. Verse 1, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all stars of light. Praise him, highest heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. He also Excuse me. He has also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which will not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and winged fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and judges of the earth both young men, virgins, old men, and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and heaven. And He has lifted up a horn for His people, praise for all His godly ones, even for the sons of Israel and people near to Him. Praise the Lord. Psalm 150, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him. In his mighty expanse, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the stringed instruments and pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, the praise of God it really has nothing to do with what God has done specifically for me. It is based strictly on who God is and what he has done. The creation that he made the world and he made me. Speaking to people, turn to Psalm 100. Who says, well, I'm losing my faith, my trust, my confidence in God. 
If you continually praise God, it is hard to lose your faith and your confidence and conviction of God because you are continually reminding yourself of who God is. You know what else it does? It causes our lives to to move to conformity to His will. Psalm 100, beginning of verse 1, Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. For the Lord is good, His loving kindness is everlasting, and His faithfulness to all generations. Notice the difference between the praise and thanksgiving. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. In verse 4, His courts with praise. We have to praise God and the name of God specifically because of who He is. So when we pray at night, turn to Psalm 146, please. When we pray at night, sometimes we pray harder than others because we're asking for God's favor. And maybe, maybe God's not answering us quick enough. <laughs> maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer is wait. If we don't like the answer, it makes it hard for so many people to praise God. But praise has nothing to do with that. It's just strictly because of who He is and because of what He has done. So the text tells us in our lives, the thing that we ought to change, work on constantly is not putting our trust in man. Right? Never put your trust in man, but put your trust always in God. For God has the power, and because God has the might, and because God is worthy, is worthy for our confidence and our trust and our conviction to be in Him. Psalm 146, beginning at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord while I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not trust in princes, immortal man, in whom there is no salvation. His spirit departs, he returns to the earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. How blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, his God who made heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, the Lord sets the prisoners free. In other words, this text is telling us that we praise God because God doesn't show partiality. We praise God because God is going to be God no matter what happens. Jesus, when they were nailing him to the cross, said, Father, forgive them. For what they do. I would have never said that. How about you? I mean, just be honest, right? I wouldn't have said that while they were drilling the nails into my, my arms. I wouldn't have said, Father, forgive them. I would have said, Lord, get them. First chance you get. <laughs> right? I would have never said, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a lying preacher. Right? I'm going to tell you the truth. But Jesus, because of who he is, because of who he is, said, Father, as they drove the nails into his, into his wrist, said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I said, no, they know what they're doing. <laughs> Strictly based on who God is. 
And so we walk among the streets, and we see people in the world and in the stores. And it, it almost seems like uh, the badge of honor is not for the Christian, but the badge of honor is for the world. You know, to be more like the world instead of to be like Christ. And it seems like the world, they hold their head up because they're out doing stuff they ought not do. And we hold our heads down because we're doing right things. Hold your head up because we're doing what's right and we're praising and serving the God with whom there is. We exist because of Him. Never, ever put your trust in man and never put man before God. Man's not worthy, but God is. Psalm 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is becoming. Notice so far we've heard this over and Oh, it's good to sing praises to our God. Now, when I'm in the streets, you know, we're out there in the world, we'll sing songs. But how many of us sing praises to God in the, you know, you walk into Walmart? I was talking to Willie one day, Willie Franklin. He was like, he goes, yeah, brother, I kicked off the plane again. And what happened, Willie? He said, yeah, I was singing about Jesus. <laughs> I said, okay, well, it's not, I don't think what he meant to do it like that. <laughs> you know, but, you know, be happy to be a child of God. And the world sees you, they're going to say, there's something different about you. Say, I'm a child of the king, right? Praise the name of God. Verse 2, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up the wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He gives names to all of them. Great is our God and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. The Lord supports the afflicted. He brings down the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises to our God on the lyre, who covers the heavens with the clouds, who provides rain for the earth, who makes grass grow on the mountains. He gives to the beasts his food and to the young ravens which cry. He's always giving, right? Because that's who God is. God is a giving God. We love it when he gives. But what about when he takes away? Job says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether God gives or God takes away. Blessed be the name of God. Psalm 145, please. Do not trust in man. Trust in the majestic God of heaven. Verse 1. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee. And I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. How many of us believe that? Oh, the depths of the riches of it. I mean, God is amazing. When you're in the streets, we're going to Psalm 20. When you're in the streets and you're in the middle, when I say the streets, I mean, you're out amongst people. As you're out amongst people, are you so happy that you could be in the midst of people and no matter what happens, God is still in control? Isn't that great? I mean, think about it, brother. We have the best that you could. Someone says you can't have heaven on earth. And it's true, you cannot. But we are with God, and that's the closest you're going to get. <laughs> what a great joy. I don't want to be like the world. Been there and done that. Got the trophy and all that stuff that goes with it, right? Wasn't worth it at all. How about you? 
Some of us are still holding on to the world. Let it go. For the God who is great and masterful and wonderful and gracious. Psalm 20 and verse 7, the Bible says, Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. Just boast. Let your light shine. Just be happy inside because you know. Keep reminding yourself that you serve a mighty God. Put a smile on your face. It'll make you happy over and over again. Daniel chapter 4, please. It'll make you happy over and over again. And in times will come dire and, and, and difficult days will come our way, but you'll find the happiness and the joy in Christ because you know this life is not it. There is a life to come. And thank God, the life that come, he's already there waiting on us. Isn't that great? Isn't it great? We can't lose, brother. We're so excited inside and out. Let them see your light shine. Let them feel it. Let them get around you and say, wow, you're just always so excited. Well, why wouldn't I be? I serve the creator of the universe. Daniel chapter uh, chapter 4. Daniel, uh, in this text, Nebuchadnezzar, he went through a few things. <laughs> he went through some struggles in life. And he learned something. Verse 34, he learned this. At the end of the, that period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned to me. You know, I can't praise myself anymore. I need to stop. That's what he was doing, right? He went up on top of the mountain, the hilltop, if you will, of his, of his home, his palace, and said, oh, Babylon, Babylon, look, you know, look at how great I am, right? And then, and then God turned him into a, you know, anyway, you know the whole account. But at the end of that period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. We've seen that, haven't we? What? A.D. 33. First you had the Old Testament kingdoms all the way through. David and his throne. And David's throne continues in the Lord's church. A.D. 33. And it's still here. And Rome aimed to crush it. And it just grew. And it spread. And it's still here. Wow. Nebuchadnezzar had to go through quite a bit to figure that one out. Verse 34. The end. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, but he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, What hast thou done? So we were talking, I was talking to someone, Daniel 6, and we were, we were discussing life and don't don't let the end of your life be that moment of reflection when you say I should have stayed with the Lord I could have stuck with God but I didn't we get to meet our God and to me that's that's exciting and scary at the same time Wow, you finally get to get there. Folks in the old, some of them had a hard time figuring that out. And even folks today, we still, some of us struggle having a hard time 
trying to figure that out. But based on the way we live our lives, right? We're not praising God through our lives, right? Through your action. You praise Him through your action, not just through your mouth. Praise Him through your action. Let the world see that there's a purpose for everything you do. In Daniel chapter 7, in verse 26, But the court will sit for judgment, and His dominion will be taken away and annihilated and destroyed forever. This is talking about Rome, and Rome is no more, right? Verse 27, Then the sovereignty of that dominion, of the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole earth, will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. It is amazing when you look back at history. <laughs> and you look at Rome. It, Rome was a powerhouse from 63 B.C., you know, all the way through, you know, to the 300s and 400s. I mean, they were a powerhouse. No one could beat Rome. But the church did. Right? Because God is in complete and total control. Praise be the name of our God. Psalm 136. God is explaining to us, and He allows us to go back into history. As we go back into history, we see the amazing things that God has done in the world. The impossible was done by God. The impossible over and over again has been done by our God. We praise Him because of who He is and because of what He's done. The impossible things, impossible things have happened. Why would I struggle in my faith when I can look at all the evidence and all the impossible? You know, you have YouTube, right? And Google. You can go on YouTube and you can Google some of the impossible things that God has done. You want to increase your faith? It's all over the place, brethren. I'll tell you something else impossible. Here's what they say. Now, I'm, I'm telling you what, what those, you know, who investigated I had not investigated it, but this is what they say. If this were the last Bible in the world, meaning the Holy Scriptures, the canon, and I had it, and it disappeared, and we, we, we never knew you know, you know, where, when, who took it, or et cetera. We were trying to figure out, how do, you, how do we know what God wants us to do? How can we figure it out? They say there has been enough literature written about the Bible that you could actually piece the Bible back together verse by verse from beginning to end. Because God said, my word is never going to go away. And he's right. We see it over and over and over and over again. God is worthy to be praised. Verse 1, Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? He's good. For His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of gods for His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for His loving kindness is everlasting. You ever read a, a passage and you think, well, you know, that refrain, I keep hearing it over and over again, so maybe next time I read this I can skip that. No, there's emphasis that's being placed on this. Of the greatness of God. To Him alone who does great things, great wonders, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Verse 5. To him who made the heavens with skill, for his, ever, his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the great lights, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The sun to rule by day, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The moon, 
and the stars to rule by night, for His loving kindness is everlasting. Psalm 145. I just got to tell you. I just, you know, just got to keep going. What has He done? And the supremacy that all that He possesses. He's able to bind up, to build up, to protect, to tear down. He's God. Verse 1. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name for ever and ever. Every day I will bless thee. I will praise thy name forever. Now, I want to give you a homework assignment. Here's your homework assignment. When you pray tonight, and, and you can you can use your clock if you want to, but I want you to pray tonight and just praise His name. See how long your prayer lasts. For some, it'll be a really short prayer because I don't know what to say. Don't ask for anything. Just praise Him. Never done that? Just praise Him. And then when you finish, say another prayer, and, and then you can ask for what you wish. Just praise Him. Praise Him for who He is and what He's done, and for His greatness and His magnificent might. Great is the Lord, and highly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise the, thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts on the glorious splendor of thy majesty and on thy wonderful works, I will meditate and men shall speak of the power of thine awesome acts and I will tell of thy greatness. They shall eagerly utter the memory of thine abundant goodness and shall shout joyfully of thy righteousness. Verse 21 says, My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and all flesh will bless His holy name forever and ever. And so let's begin to close this out. Psalm 86. We ought to just keep talking about Him. Especially in our home. We start in our homes. Keep talking about Him. Talk about Him in your house. Just keep talking about Him. And talking about Him. And talking about Him. We talk about everything else. Talk about God. You know what God did for me today? Let me talk to you about God. The greatness of God. This is what God's done. This is who God is. Talk about who God is. Keep talking about God. Psalm 88, in verse 8. Thou hast removed my acquaintances far from me. Thou hast made me an object of loathing to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. I meant to read Psalm 86. Excuse me. That's the wrong one. Anyway, that's still a praise one. Um, verse 8, there is no one like thee among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like thine. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and they shall glorify thy name. For thou art great and dost wonderful deeds, thou alone art God. God, talk him up. Psalm 18, and then one more and I'll let you go. Psalm 18 and verse 3. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Spoken from a man who was chased 
by his enemies continuously. John chapter 15. And then there's the greatest impossibility that could have ever happened on this earth. The greatest impossibility that could have ever, ever happened on this earth. Salvation. That is the greatest impossibility that could have ever happened on this earth. The Bible says it. God says it himself. With men is impossible. With God, all things are possible. They ask the question, who then can be saved? With men, impossible. With God, all things are possible. The greatest impossibility on the earth, salvation. John 15 and verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Wow. Who God is. It's based on who God is. God is the only God who died for an unworthy people. And He did it with joy. God wants no one to be lost. No one. But desires that all men are saved. But the choice is yours. Tonight, to surrender to Christ in the waters of baptism, having that godly sorrow in your heart because of the word that you've heard and believed and making the confession that you believe He is Christ, Lord, of the living and the dead. And if you're struggling in your faith, allow the elders to pray with you and pray for you. If you're online and we can help, make your request known if we can help in any way. But church, let's continue to praise our God, put a smile on your face, and be happy Because God is great. Thank you. God bless you. Blessings yours.